0: I am light, I am oxygen, I am energy, I am life. Feel the way its truth resonates with your inner consciousness. Feel it. Beyond being a vessel of energy or just the body you have, you are the living essence of the universe. Hey, hey guys, it's Allie back with Awakening with Ali. So excited for today's show and my incredible guest I have. She is a incredible mother, conscious communicator, intuitive guide. I have the beautiful Christine McGlinchey, who I'll tell you guys a little bit about and then I'll bring her on. So as I said, she's a conscious communicator and intuitive guide. She's also an author. She helps women heal core wounds so that they can trust themselves in business and in motherhood. Her intuitive readings, branding sessions, and mentorship programs guide women to remember their soul's purpose through spirituality, strategy, and energetic healings. Her community, that's a free community, is Own Mamas, is dedicated to intentional motherhood and through vulnerability and mindset, she encourages women to tune in to their own intuition so they can feel confident, empowered, and make choices that align with their mind, body, and spirit. Her first book, Momtras, Mantras for Mindful Moms, is available on Amazon. And of course, guys, everything, as always, will be in the show notes. Christine, thank you so much for being here.
1: Hi, Ali. I am so excited. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Yes, you're so welcome. I'm so excited we got to do this and connect. And um, guys, just so you all know that are listening and watching, uh, she actually uh, gifted me a beautiful session and reading um, with the Akashic Records and dove into mine and shared. And so we're going to dive into that as well. So you guys get to hear a little bit of that and um, hear more of Christine's talent and everything she does around that. But before we do, Christine, I would love a little bit more than your bio, if you could maybe share kind of how you wound up on this journey, where you always tapped in, you know, did you know, you know, this is what you wanted to do? Like, why don't you share a little bit? Because I feel like obviously this show being called Awakening with Allie, so many, especially now are awakening in this time and they're awakening to all kinds of, you know, gifts and transformations and all kinds of stuff going on as we're all becoming, you know, more and more conscious, right? In this space. So I would love for you to share kind of your journey and then we'll get into everything.
1: Yes, absolutely. So gosh, my journey, I think like the precipice of my journey was really when I lost my father to cancer. Um, I feel like there's always these pivotal moments in our lives, like that transformation point that kind of like propel us and jar us for our quote unquote, like unawakened state and uh, really kind of like shake us to our core so that we can wake up and so you know for the collective I think that was really COVID right like for three years ago that like shook the world to its core and for me personally it was losing my father who was my best friend Um, and you know that really took an emotional and spiritual toll on me because I feel like up until that point I had been living someone else's life I had been making decisions not only not In the best interest of myself, but I was making everyone else's decisions. So when he passed away, I realized like this is my time to kind of reclaim some of that power that I had given away and to really, um, you know, step up and choose me for the first time in my life. And this is when I was in my mid 20s. And what I will tell you is, you know, 10 years later, I'm in my mid 30s now. It's never too late because people think, well, you know, I'm older now, like, can I change? Is it too late for me to tap into my intuition? Is it too late for me to reclaim my power? And the answer is that it's never too late because the universe will always catch you up. The universe will always catch you up on your path and where you are meant to be. So in losing my father, I really dove deep into who am I? Who am I really? Who was I allowing myself to be? Um you know I got out of a really toxic relationship that I kind of just settled for and stayed in. I was in corporate America working um you know a job that I didn't really want to work, a career I didn't want to work. I just went into it because that's what I was told to do. Um you know so I really started deconstructing all of those layers, those limiting beliefs, those narratives and I I got to know myself and I started choosing myself and it was a really beautiful experience leaning on spiritual mentors, um, you know, shamans, healers, because the thing with the work too is you don't have to do it alone. People get so overwhelmed by it because they they don't know where to start. They know They don't know where to begin. And so when we can rely on others and when we can find our people and our soul family who help us kind of like down that path to remembering, it's super powerful how much can shift for you and how you can be a completely different person. So I completely turned around like the person who I was pretending to be, um, you know, I started shedding all of that and I really stepped into who I am, who was, who really is like this beautiful divine feminine goddess type personality, which was so contradictory to the tough corporate America persona that I was kind of like taking on as my own. And, you know, so through teachings and mentors, um, I am here now I started my business three years ago, um, at the birth of my daughter. And, you know, I I really didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't set out to do the intuitive readings, it kind of just found me at the right time. So divine timing and divine alignment. Um, um, you know, I was just—I left the corporate world um, as a corporate communications manager. I was doing uh, PR. I was in the PR industry, so I kind of let that be my bridge of doing like some branding work, um, some PR consultations, some freelance work. And in the meantime, I was getting um, certified in intuitive readings and really connecting back to my soul's remembering, my path, and my spirituality. And, you know, even to this day, it's, it, it's a little challenging still like showing up as this person, as I'm sure you Ali, can, you've talked about and you resonate like coming out of the spiritual closet, like being this completely different person. And so that's kind of where I find myself now, but it's really beautiful. The women that I get to impact and be in community with. And it's like you said, it's such a beautiful time in the collective for this shift and for this, um, you know, way of being and showing up.
0: Wow. So powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm so sorry of course you know for the loss of your dad physically but I'm sure you especially being someone who's so talented <laughs> know he's always around and and know yeah. he's very much uh near you and everything which I feel like for me that you know that was kind of my first real um awakening that I wasn't even really aware of I guess was um my awakening was when my grandmother you know passed away um back in 2013 and I was you know, um, I wouldn't say I was closed, but I was definitely not open. Um, and you know, it took her, you know, being my best friend and the person that I was with twenty four seven to pass for me to start to receive signs from her and to start to tap in and start to really receive, like, wow, there really is so much life on the other side. You know, yeah. and um, it's so. It, 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 it's so fascinating, you know, when you say that about, you know, like these big pivotal moments and whether it be a death or, you know, something like COVID that shook the world and all these different things that really do, like you said, like essentially awaken us from our slumber and have us like wake up and start to recognize like what isn't working and what, you know, we want to change or what transformation needs to happen. And, you know, I also appreciate what you said about too, with, um you know, that shedding of your old self and really allowing that transformation and being like, oh, I really haven't been living like who I really am. And I can relate to that so much on so many levels. And I love it. You said coming out of the spiritual closet. It's so true. It's like, you feel so crazy. You like are stepping into this whole new world and you're like, what am I doing? Am I crazy? You know, like people are looking at you, especially people who have known you forever. Like, what are you doing what are you <laughs> talking about, you know? And it's like, and you have to just go with it because it's what you're really feeling pulled to, right? And called to. Right, and right. I really believe I just got chills, that so was my clock, and it's three, three, and three. Um, and speaking of signs, and you know, it's just it's just so fascinating like where the collective is right now too right like we're seeing more and more of people coming online and you know tuning into their gifts or at least recognizing that like something's not working anymore that they need to shed they need to move forward um, and you're right it is such a beautiful time in the collective and at the same time I know for many also very chaotic because it's very much like what is going on why is nothing working that I used to do for many years like when you were saying corporate I totally relate to that I worked in corporate for many years you know and I I thought you know that's what I wanted I wanted to climb the ladder quote unquote and you know wanted to you know be at the top in the design game and da, 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 da. but it wasn't it was just all ego it was like you know oh I have to get here because this is what I was right. told I have to achieve this blah 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 and I wasn't even enjoying like the design process anymore I wasn't even enjoying like the actual reason I got into fashion then same with styling it was like that same rat race came into play. It was like, I went from like this place of loving creating and designing and helping people feel good and realizing my gift was helping people feel confident. Like I always say competence is your best accessory and helping them truly transform from the inside out. And then somewhere along the way between, you know, Hollywood and, you know, being in PR and ego and all the things, that like all went out the door and like the transformation, like, even though it was still happening, it just like, wasn't at the level that it was happening for me before for people. And right. it became all about everything else. And I was like, Oh, and then I think, you know, especially, you know, becoming pregnant, my second daughter in 2020 and then COVID and everything else, it was like so clear to me. And I had already felt the pulling away when I first became pregnant with my first daughter, Amelia, right. and it slowly started pulling out of it. But then it was like, really clear crystal as day okay. it no longer aligned once 2020 hit so I you know I resonate so hard on what you shared and I appreciate you sharing that because I think so many are going through all different types of situations like this right now and it's yeah. so important to like have this type of conversation and be vulnerable in order to do that because like obviously right. you know when you talk about shedding it's like you do have to be vulnerable to to be able to be you know just to, to shed yeah. parts of you and to be like okay they no longer serve me okay this is like I'm seeing it for what it is, whether it feels icky or not, you know, and and I think that's the biggest part, you know, when you were talking about, uh, um, like about how it's never too late and how you can tap into your intuition, all that. But I think also, you know, from my own experience in my own, you know, spiritual path and journey, like it's also that grace and vulnerability around it and being willing to, step into it and be willing to, like you said, shed and allow the transformation and say, oh, that's not who I am. And that's maybe not who I ever was. And finding your soul family, like you said, of like finding the people around you who can help you heal and move forward and see you for who you really are and help you remember and step back into that and what that looks like you know and what that feels like and and all of it and so yeah I mean I just love um all you shared uh you know within that and I mean so you know it sounds like obviously when you had your first daughter and you know your own journey with everything things kind of started really coming online for you and you started diving in without really realizing you know you'd be doing these intuitive readings how did you get into the Akashic records and for anyone who
1: doesn't know what the Akashic records are can you explain? Absolutely. So I just want to touch on motherhood as such a initiation and a rite of passage in its own. So it's, and it's so funny because I do, um, you know, spirit baby readings as well for women. And a lot of the time, like these women are on the precipice of like such big transformation and like the spirit babies are like holding the space for them, kind of like cheering them on in the background. Like you could do this, change careers or, you know, change your lifestyle. And um it's such a beautiful uh experience, motherhood. And you know, the death and rebirth cycle is real. So when we have like these huge transformational points in our lives, it's kind of like just like free falling. Once you go through the first death rebirth cycle and you you feel like you're on the precipice of a new one, you just have to like kind of put your hands up and you're just like skydiving at this point because you're like, I already know what this feels like. It's it's crazy. Like, so when I had my daughter, it was when I was leaving corporate, starting my business, when I had my son, um, my son is four turning four months now. And even then it was like, just such a shedding. And like, you know, like you said, allowing it, just allowing the process to unfold because a lot of the time that's my clients, I'm talking to them a lot about the resistance and the blockages of what, what is the fear? Like, why aren't you able to surrender to it? So you know, as I found myself in this space after my daughter, uh, one of my uh, really close friends and mentors, Nikki Novo, she teaches all about intuition. And I've been in community with her for over the past decade. And she was really my go to person. And she felt was feeling the call to um, start kind of like this intuitive certification program so as soon as she put out the message like hi I'm looking for some people to beta test this I was like my soul was like yes I don't know what this is I don't care how much it costs but I'm in And that really was what took me to the next level. And again, like it's these moments in our lives where we just have to go with it. Like you can't worry about where the money is coming from. You can't worry about the resource or the why or the how. You just have to go with it. And, you know, in this beautiful program, um, you know, she taught how to unlock the Akashic records and it just came so naturally to me. I was like, man, I've been doing this for lifetimes. Like it was just like instant. I instantly knew I was like, this is the thing. Like, this is what I do. And, you know, it took some time being like really comfortable with it and talking about it and embracing it. Um, So, you know, there's always a next level of growth and expansion, but it's really powerful. I've held space for hundreds of women since then and just being able to surrender to it. And I tell you each session, I am just like so grateful and I'm just so honored to be doing the work that I'm doing. And the Akashic Records is available to everyone, like this work is accessible to everyone. So sometimes when we think about spirituality, we say like, oh, I'm, I can't be that, like I can't do it, I can't read other people, I don't have access to that. And it's not, it's not um, this elite club for only certain people, everyone really does have access to it. And the Akashic Records is basically a universal consciousness that holds universal laws It holds, you know, I, I, I often like to tell people it's basically like a Google search for your soul, like anything that you want to know about your soul, past lives, present lifetime, your soul contracts, your relationships to people, what you're meant to be doing, your purpose, your children, anything that you want to know, future possibilities is held in the Akashic records. So I work with the energy of the Akashic records to connect women to their purpose And to connect women to remembering their path as a mother and an entrepreneur. And it's really beautiful because our businesses have their own energy. They have our own set of values. So for entrepreneurs, it's really um, powerful for them to see their business as this being energetic being of, of, you know, light that has its own mission, that has its own vision. Um, So working with Nikki really propelled me on that path and, um, I can't say enough it's you know the the investment in yourself the commitment to the work just surrendering and doing it and asking for that resource and support because you really never know what you'll find on the other side like that's what's so beautiful about spiritual work the more that you do it the more that you surrender into it like it just unfolds for you um, and it's kind of like you know it's like getting a tattoo right so <laughs> once you get your first tattoo you're like oh what, what else is next what else can I get so you know I'm certified in Reiki I'm doing like womb wellness facilitator programs and circles. So it's kind of like one modality after the next. So it's beautiful to watch that kind of like unfold and, and see.
0: I love that. I have (laughs) to go back to first what you said about that soul. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's so, it was so good. and, And just like so powerful the way you said it and how you were like, if you feel it like you did, when you saw that, you know, intuitive, you know, class. Though no, you didn't really know exactly what it was, but you had kind of been in that community and there was something that like obviously pulled you, your soul, you know, your spirit, your heart, it all tugged you in one direction. And I love that you said that, like when you feel that true soul, yes, of like, I need to do this, you need to throw out the why, you need to throw out the how, and you need to just go in and do it. And I think again, relating to the collective and everything we're talking about, you know, in my opinion, we're all being kind of called to that right now. We're all being kind of shown different ways to step into that, to break out into that. I know I have, like I recently, you know, just jumped into a massive breath work facilitator program because I was already a specialist and I've been feeling like, you know, this on and off dance with myself of like, am I going to do this? Do I want to do this? You know, and, and, and I, and I love it. And I've watched the transformation. And I feel like for me, you know, being someone in the styling space and all the things I do, like that continues that transformation on another level, you know, yeah. and, and for me, I like being totally vulnerable and like what we're talking about, it was like, where's the money going to come from? It's a huge certification program. What am I going to yeah. do? Like, and all these things. And it was just like, yes, I just, I need to do this. I feel this, like everything in me is like, yes, yes, yes. You know, and I said, yes. And I'm not gonna lie. It was terrifying, it still is, you know? And, and and it, it, but I love that you said that because I really do feel that the collective is really being called to that right now. Um, and, you know, when you were saying that about, you know, not worrying with the why and the how, what would you say to people watching and listening that are listening and going, okay, yeah, I've had those moments where I'm like, so yes, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. There's no question I'm being pulled, but I literally can't see a way. What do you say to those people?
1: Oh my gosh, I talk about this all day. And it's really something that you have to live, but you are and it comes to worthiness. Like women have this collective wound around worthiness. And it's like, am I worthy of receiving this level of attention, resource, abundance? And you have to know that any investment in yourself is a form of self-care it's a form of love and just because you don't see the how you know you're not meant to we're always like so caught up in the future like we're also we're always like looking at the future oh well what is the future what is this going to guarantee me is this going to be like for sure for sure and there are no guarantees nothing is certain it's just about having that leap of faith and trusting that you will be supported and that you're worthy of finding out if that you're worthy of like committing to this path and being held and being supported and that everything is going to be okay, you know, and I get it because um, especially now in the time that we're living when resources and it's like, so scarcity mindset, like all in the collective, like we energetically need to hold together. And we need to, you know, raise that vibration and say, like, we are limitless. We are powerful. And, you know, I, I too get caught up in the how, well, how am I going to pull this off? How am I going to get clients this month? Like, how is it going to work? And this is like the integration of the divine feminine, and the divine masculine, because we need both. You know, there's a lot of talk about burn down the patriarchy right now and justified, justified. Okay. But there is a healthy balance of the masculine that supports us. There's a healthy, um, healed version of masculinity that we get to love on and accept and embrace into our, our femininity. And that is of support and action and trust. So we really need these both polarizing things in order to create and this is where the co-creation happens what are you going to do on a human level on a soul-based level and what are you allowing the universe to bring to you so you investing in that course what are you saying to the universe I'm committed to this so universe bring me the resources to pay for it bring me the resources that will double my increase and my service and my impact And, you know, that's when we talk about, you know, some of the manifestation work with intention and commitment. And really, like, we just have to remind ourselves, and I'm constantly reminding women, like, you are co-creating. You are not alone. You don't have to figure out the how by yourself. Either we'll do it together, but we're also going to be doing it with the universe. So you have a whole team. You also have your spirit guides, your ancestors. So we think that we're alone, but really, we have so much guidance around us. We just get to tap into it. And that's really the power of spiritual work is realizing, oh, okay, I'm not alone. I can ask the universe. I can ask my ancestors. And just having the confidence and the the ability and the heart, the healed heart in order to receive it. Because I'm telling you, the universe and your ancestors, all your spirit guides, they want you to have it. We are the ones limiting ourselves and blocking us from it. And that is in business. That is in motherhood. That is in so many facets and areas of our lives.
0: Yeah. So so true, and 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 so well said. It's like, I love that you said that the first part about the true self love and self care of mm-hmm. deciding to step into that and say I'm doing this, you know, for me, and I'm going to embody this, and you know, what I'm bringing in, and then also the part of like you said of really letting go of what we've been you know, essentially programmed and conditioned to believe about yeah. ourselves and, you know, the way we operate and who we are and what we can do and what we can achieve and how you were talking about that limitless, you know, and, and being limitless and, and using, you know, your the universe around you and your spirit guides and everything. And, and I love that you tapped into, like, there is so much support around you, but you have to have the vulnerability to like step into that. And I think a lot of people maybe don't, which is understandable, right? Because we're all kind of just starting to like be more open to this. So what would you say to people that are like, well, I don't even know who my spirit guides are. I don't know who my team is. You know, like, how do you even dive into this? What would you say?
1: Honestly, I was Googling, like, you know, spirit guides, Akashic records, intuition, all of those are buzzwords. And I was like on Google, like how to connect with my spirit guides. And there's beautiful resources out there for you, you know? And it's just taking the first step. Like, what are you feeling called to today, right now in this moment? take that step, do the Google search, book the consultation, just make the next step and allow the universe to meet you there. And, you know, you really have to be honest with yourself. You have to sit in stillness and say, what would be of greatest impact to me today? Like right now, like what small step can I do to make a big impact for myself and my life? Maybe it's journaling out like your limiting beliefs, maybe it's like journaling out, you know, the, the things that you're trying to manifest and just starting from there, but just, just taking an action step instead of like being in that fear or being in that scarcity of not moving forward at all. So it's really just taking one small step. How can you take one small step to get a resource that will support you on your path?
0: I love that because you, you really like make it simple and it's not necessarily (laughs) at a you know, not saying it's on a spiritual level, but it's not as like, you know, um, detailed and like as encompassed, like those that are listening or watching, right. That might think in their mind, how much they have to do to be able to start this journey to like step in. But I love that You're like, no, do whatever you're being called to like today and step into that, whether it means, like you said, booking the consultation call, you know, men, you know, finding that mentor, going and listening to something that's pulling you in, whatever it is, and and just aligning yourself with that. And then also too, I love that you spoke to journaling, because that was a big super help to me. I of course like bucked it like no other and then getting it's like I hate this you know and now it's like when it comes into research me it's like I'm constantly writing you know my husband always jokes are you writing something about me in there you know like, <laughs> I'm always writing you know but it, it's true it's like when you can journal out you know not just of course what you're grateful for which I do daily but also like you said like the living beliefs the things that are coming up what you're creating what you're maybe trying to release what you're trying to step into whatever it is and getting it out on paper to actually like say okay you know, this is where I am and allowing that vulnerability, um, I think is, you know, a really good point. So um, I know you did, of course, you know, my reading, and I'm so grateful for that gift. And, uh, you know, I got to listen a couple times and tap in. Um, But like you had said on my reading that you know, you tapped in, of course, to my cosmic records, because that's what you just spoke to is like, that that's really um, a great resource for all of us to be able to either have someone do that for us or learn how to do it ourselves. Because we all have, as you said, the tools and the keys to be able to do that if we allow ourselves. So when you were tapping in, you know, since obviously those haven't heard um, my reading, what would you what, what would you maybe share um, with others uh, about, you know, my own reading? Because you talked a lot in my reading about Shedding transformation, um, and you know, I'm willing to be vulnerable. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I feel like it's very important for the collective, um, and you know, I would just love for you to share kind of what was coming through for you, you know, um, as you were doing it, and then we can kind of talk about it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. What I really saw for you was being in this like um, this beautiful like vortex you're in right now. You're kind of like in another in between phase, and you know, the the years prior of your first two daughters was really about embracing that role of the mother. It like was so prevalent, like just all the ways that you were honoring motherhood. And I could feel that you did so much work around honoring that and healing into that role. So you really like embrace that. And you kind of like what it felt like was that you kind of put your career um, to the side. Like it wasn't like your biggest focus because your role of the mother was the thing that you were meant to experience in that season. But now as you transition um, through this pregnancy, there's this beautiful like energy of independence coming online and like new ways of you to show up and be within career. So there's kind of like this independence, this new energy, like you're birthing, you know, this new baby, but you're also birthing that woman again. So it's another like rebirth cycle for you. You're rebirthing like what it looks like to have and hold a business, what that new business looks like, and really taking everything you've learned from the past couple of years and infusing it into this like really beautiful new space that you're cultivating. And the energy of your business was just very, um, inviting and it was very warm and it was very, um, you know, very heart centered and soul led in how you wanted to create these really sacred spaces for people. And I don't want to give away too much because um, you, know, you, you allow that, you know, share what you will of the business side of it, because, you know, we want people to be excited for what you're cultivating, and creating, but really, um, what your energy Was reading, I was reading your soul's purpose. So, really, like what you came in this lifetime to do and accomplish. And, you know, we often relate our soul's purpose to job and career, right? That's where a lot of us put our identity. But our soul's purpose will really reveal what you are meant to experience, how you are meant to be experienced in this lifetime. So, for you, a lot of that motherhood came up, the creating and cultivating you know, sacred spaces, the healing work, the transformation, like a lot of that is in line with your soul's purpose. And when we look at the current purpose, which is, you know, maybe this, I'm working through this block or I'm learning a new modality. Our current purpose just serves us like in this current timeline of like, okay, this is what we're working toward. Like, this is how we know we're on path and we're working, um, you know, within our soul's mission and our soul's purpose. Um, And then, you know, I know we spoke a lot about motherhood as well. So we could take a look at different relationships, how you can guide and support, um, you know, your children, uphold your contracts for children. There's just so many beautiful things that we could look at and experience in the Akashic Records. And, you know, those were the areas that we focused on for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and thank you for that. And you know, um, I, I love it. Also, you said about like kind of a, the season, right? I think a lot of times, I know for me especially, um, you know, we get sucked into, you know, sucked up into like why are things not happening, what's going on, you know, why, you know, why is everything paused? And I know you mentioned that in my reading was wow. like you were kind of at a pause, and yeah. and it's so true. And and I realized that in my life too, as I was pulling away from things that kind of no longer aligned, as I was you know, becoming a new mom as I was adjusting, going through postpartum depression, all these different things that was happening for me. And I had to not only have, you know, of course the grace for myself and the compassion, but I also had to lean into the pause, which is something I've really honestly never done in my life. And, you know, it was definitely a teaching moment for me. And I think, you know, you saying that also about that season, like understanding for anyone watching and listening that like, we all go through seasons in life and, you know, those different seasons are going to bring different things and different lessons and different types of, you know, blessings and changes and transitions and being open to them instead of wondering like, why is it not having me, which I am so guilty of and used to do all the yes. time. It's like, oh, <laughs> come on, you know, and, and it's like, no, sometimes those seasons are for what you just said, like that rebirth, you know, and, and that change and, you know, allowing the shedding and the transformation and the pausing and all these different things you know, that happened, you know, to us, um, that maybe we're not always so conscious of, um, that, you know, need to be more aware of to allow that grace for ourselves and to allow that vulnerability to just fall into that and kind of have that true trust fall that you spoke of, of just like that faith, like, okay, things are happening, even if it doesn't feel like things are happening. And I definitely went through that and, you know, um, I know you also talked about um, in my reading about with motherhood with like how I'm very focused on conscious parenting, which I am and I'm not going to lie probably one of the hardest lessons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely not a conscious parent every day, um, yeah. but you know, working very hard intentionally on being one. And you, know, you talked about um, individually a little bit about each of my daughters and kind of who they are um, in their roles as souls and, and how to kind of guide them. And, you know, you spoke about how uh, my oldest daughter, um, Amelia, is kind of the um, leader, and, you know, which already shows at four years old, we we, we see it, we know, yeah. um, you know, and how um, independent she is, and, you know, the way she uh, sees the world, and, and, you know, how she's kind of a, a world changer, if you will, and, and all of that, and how to guide her, you know, through that, and being open you know with her and, and really letting her experience things and um you talked about Arlie being my little star seed and kind of like with yeah. her which I felt that from like the womb yeah <laughs> um, especially obviously coming into the world in 2020 I was like oh, okay you totally chose this time if you like she was born in the height of COVID so it was right. like, you chose this like I mean mm-hmm. it was you know it was like when she was born you know I joke with my friends but I'm like literally, you know we when we used to live you know in California, you know we were at Cedar Sinai, you know, and I was pushing her out, and BLM was burning down the building across the street like I mean oh
1: <laughs> well, girls, like you know it was like yeah,
0: it was so wild, you know, so I felt that like I felt that you know that that true like okay, you you know, you really chose uh you know this yeah. time, and so when you were saying that about you know the star seed and the light worker and kind of the pallating energy and the things about. Yeah. And the way she, you know, I notice about her now. She's always like between realms, the way she's like, the way <laughs> very she's, dreamy. Yeah, very dreamy. Like very calm, very like, you know, just her energy, like all but mm-hmm. at the same time, also very much aware of energy. If like things become stressful, like immediately, like Picks up on it immediately gets like very loud, like you know, it just goes from like literally like one super zen space to like completely almost like triggered to the yeah. other side and like having to help her like move through that. And obviously, she's you know, going to be you know, not only you know, not just like two, you know, at the end of May, so she's not mm-hmm. so that old yet that I can be like, okay, then talk to her, but I, I'm very much trying to, you know, like even like my husband, I'm like, okay, let's just like you know, watch how like, we say this to her because she's very sensitive and, you yes. know, and, and like really, you know, that guidance and that. And then um, I know you said um, the newborn also has like a totally uh, special energy coming yes. as well. And it's going to kind of um, challenge the way certain things mm. run, run around. the Oh, so special. She's so special. I know. And by the way, it's so funny when I was listening, I was like, oh my God, she said, she, we didn't, we're not finding out the sex oh my gosh. And I was like, wow, i guess like, so interesting because I, it's funny. I've dialed back and forth into my own intuition and everything. And in the beginning I thought, oh, maybe girl. And then I thought, oh no, actually maybe boy. And I keep going back and forth. And so it was just funny mm-hmm. um, when you said it, cause I was like, oh, I wonder, you know, obviously like who knows. Um, but it was just funny when you said it, I was like, oh, I wonder like what made her like say that or what she picked up on or, you know what I mean? Um, cause it was just, it was just interesting.
1: It was funny when I was
0: listening, I was like, oh,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was I just came like so naturally that it was a she so yeah we'll see
0: (laughs) yeah so yeah we decided this time around to be surprised just because um, we found out with both girls and as much as that was so much fun for a reveal I was like especially obviously after everything in the world I was like let's do a real, you know, surprise, um, and everything and very just like, cool. you know, let it be, um, natural mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so yeah, I was just funny when you said that, I was like, huh. Um, but you said, you know, more about the energy around that baby, um, mm-hmm. you know, you said like, um, it gonna also kind of have its own, um, way of being and, uh, challenging, but also be, um, very much commanding of, um, the room and space. And,
1: um, what else did you say? Oh, um, that they were going to be a narcissist, but not because they That's want crazy. the attention, but because this this baby has so much healing energy, like it's just like such like love in its natural form, and they're going to be want they're going to want to be the center of attention because they want to draw people into their love. So it's it's really like uh, this baby is like just very special in that oh, way.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. It was interesting. I was listening. I was like, oh, that's right. I was, not I was like, narcissism, <laughs> like, yeah,
1: like, like not in a bad way. Like they, yeah. Cause that was the word that came through, but it was like, okay, but not like narcissistic as in, right. you know, like everything is about me. It's only right. me, me. It's more so to like serve like the collective and like the group. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Again, like a very dominant presence, a very like commanding presence. So
0: do you, do you feel like, um, from the energy uh, standpoint, um, because Amelia, my first obviously is kind of, you know, also like commanding the room and independent and very much like center stage. Is it going to be like, like, like conflict of energy because of the way Mm -hmm. she is and the way this new energy is.
1: Right. And it it really felt like the middle child, I believe too, was like the balancer, like the the middle child is going to be like that stabilizer, that grounding energy for the family, um, you know, there's gonna be conflict, but it's not going to be, it doesn't feel like it's going to be a challenge. Okay. Because they're so still so different in the way that they um show up, oh, like the way that they show mm-hmm. up and express themselves in terms of individuality, that it's it's more so, and your family as a, a general, like your, the energy of your family is just so beautiful because it's so open, like the communication channels are just so open. They're like, they're really interested in the spirituality along with you. Like they watch you, they embrace it. Like they're going to want to participate when they get older. So it's a, a really beautiful, like family dynamic of just like inclusion.
0: Mm, very cool. I love that.
1: Yeah. And and that's why I think the message came through too. Like, you know, just allow them to be in conversation, allow them to experience what you're doing in your work, because the more that you involve them from an early age, the less their ego will dominate, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. they
1: will like be raised from like a heart centered soul space rather than, oh, you know, in this family, it's all about competition and it's all about kind of like deconstructing the the paradigm of how we were all raised, yeah, in, in the, the the sense of like oh grades and. And, you know, these structures, like these very limiting structures of like grades and competition and trophies and those kind of things, like yeah. the more that you expose them to the spiritual side of themselves and in tune with their emotion, their intuition, they're going to be able to kind of see like, Oh, okay. I get it. Like when they start school, they're going to be like, okay, this is how this structure operates, but my family unit operates from a different sense. Like
0: it's just expanding yeah, their consciousness plan on homeschooling them. Perfect. Yeah. I guess I, I, I actually, it's funny. I would have never thought that about myself. And I just like in the last year, like told my husband, I'm like, I don't know what it is. I don't know how long it's gonna stay, but like yeah. my heart is feeling pulled to that, and so that's my plan and intention is, you know, to do that right. with them until until it you know doesn't align anymore. But that's right. you know, where I um, plan to start with them, and you know, obviously Amelia's on four, so I've just started doing you know little things at home and lessons. Yeah. And She's already like doing so much and you know learning so much, and and it's cool right. too. With breath work. Um, mm-hmm. I've been doing breath work with her so for the last year and teaching her that, and so when she has you know, an emotional moment or she has a hard time, you know, I sit with her and we breathe and, you Beautiful. know, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. So I, I love that you shared that, you know, and I'm curious for anyone, you know, listening and i watching too, that is in the conscious parenting space or, you know, wants to be and is working really hard on that intention. And I do feel, in my opinion, um, it does come from a more spiritual space, more people who are more spiritually tapped in want to do more of the gentle and conscious parenting. Yeah. What would you say um, about, because I imagine it's probably similar to you that you're in that space as well. Um, what would you say to those, you know, especially mothers um, watching or listening, like that have an off day with mm. conscious parenting. And then they're also, of course, do <laughs> their own spiritual work. Like, how do you recover from that and how do you move forward mm-hmm. in your intention to stay in that space because I know even for me yes. being honest, I have those moments and I'm like oh it was so much easier yesterday for whatever reason today it's not happening you know and and wow. I feel like a lot of moms um go through that especially a lot of moms know of course you're we homeschooling and doing all the things and being on yes. and everything I would love for you to share a little bit from your own like intuition and
1: insight um mm-hmm. you know, of what you think. I'm right there with you. Okay. Cause I talk about, I mean, I have a book of mantras for mindful moms. You know, I have an intentional motherhood community and let me tell you women, I show up and sometimes I'm like this child, if this child doesn't get out of my face right now, you know, this generation of children is so special. They're rebellious in nature. Because they are here to like deconstruct the hell out of the collective, okay? <laughs> so they're going to challenge us and they're going to trigger us and they're going to do all the things. And honestly, like just everything that you do is from a space of love. Even when you get upset, that's out of a space of love. And you you know, walk away, like go outside, sit in the closet, sit on the bathroom floor and just take a breath you know, it's something as simple as walking away, like, you know what, and you know, we get to teach our kids boundaries, we get to tell our kids like, look, mommy's having a moment, like mom is having a rough day. And we get to show them that because that's how we create, um, you know, environments of open communication, we allow children to explore their emotions, we don't bypass them, we don't say people don't cry, we don't say all of those like limiting things. We just say, look, You know, we talk to them to to their heart and we say, look, you're really upsetting mom right now. I have to walk away for a second. I love you, but I'll be back and lock, do what, do what you have to do. I had a really challenging day last week where like, I was super impatient. Like, you know, before we hopped on this podcast, we're like, what in the cosmos is going on because my energy levels are being drained. You know, you're managing multiple kids. You're working from home. You're doing all the things, trying to be a, um, you know, a successful partner, trying to manage friendships. It's, it's a lot. Okay. So first of all, give yourself some celebration for everything that you have on your plate. And so last week, you know, I literally just went outside and, you know, sometimes it's not conducive. Like I can't walk away from my child because we're in a small space and (laughs) my child is going to follow me because she's two and a half years old. She doesn't really understand boundaries yet. So, you know what I did? I went outside, I put a blanket on the floor and I just laid there and I'm like, mother earth, please transmute these emotions. I choose love. I I choose peace. And I said, please wind, take this negative energy from me. connect with nature honestly let nature take it away you know like we have such beautiful forces around us I felt better in five minutes honestly like it's Mm -hmm. you know your your temperament is a choice and you know you allow yourself to feel your emotions because that frustration that impatience that whatever is real and it deserves to be experienced So don't be too hard on yourself for being angry, being a mindful or conscious parent doesn't mean you don't get to express your emotions, right? Like the point of conscious parenting is for you to experience all of it Mm -hmm. and it's in how you handle it and how you recover. I love that move forward. You know, it's just, you know, the whole point of conscious parenting is like, we're, we're trying to limit all of the generational trauma that we're passing down. So, you know, the fact that you're already conscious parenting, you have a level of awareness to say, all right, I'm choosing a different way. Like this is not how it is all the time. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that 5% where you're angry and you're impatient, but the, the other 95%, you're, a, you know, you're, you're mindful, you're doing all the things So, you know, don't get too down on yourself. But I think that is like a huge strategy that has helped me personally is like grounding in nature, just going outside, asking Mother Earth, please just take this feeling from me, transmuting your emotions, recognizing them can make a huge difference in your day.
0: Yeah, I love that. I also love that you, you know, really just showed up just now with saying, you know, like, hey, I have my moments and, you know, I feel vulnerable. Because I think a lot of times too, you know, people in the spiritual community, um, a lot of people not people in the spiritual community but but people that are looking at people in the spiritual community can view from that ego point of view of like oh you know they they know how to handle that because of who they are they did and you're you're like no you're like i still have (laughs) it still gets hard you know and i think it's important to share that you know for others to hear and understand and just know like if you're choosing this space no one like you said it's not easy because you're really choosing the opposite of what we've all been programmed to do and two, like it's a process you know and i appreciate you for saying that because i've learned that it's like some days it's like where i'm flow and i feel it and i'm like oh this is like working and, like <laughs> and the other day like today i'm like oh my god what in the f is going on with the energies yeah. right now we were just talking about it's coming up on eclipse season like just to give people an idea we're you know recording this at the end of april on april 26 like you know it's like we're coming into an eclipse season like all these things that are going on around us along with everything else in our yes. own homes it's like oh my gosh what is happening right now so i love that that you said that about going outside grounding, you know, um, I love you said about like, you know, mother earth and transmuting your emotions. You know, I think that's, that's beautiful. And I agree too. Like, even if I just go outside and let the girls play, just yeah. getting outside and in the freshness and allowing, mm-hmm. you know, nature to just kind of play in. It's like, Oh, okay. All of a sudden we've shifted. We've adjusted, we've moved some energy, you know? So yes. it's, it's awesome that you said that. Well, um, before we wrap things up, I, you mentioned spirit babies and womb wellness. I would love for you to just maybe share a little bit about that and kind of what that's um, about and, you know, why you tap into that and why you feel so called to help women be empowered um, in that space, but then also heal those wounds around that.
1: Oh, gosh, so much, so much around that, right? the womb is just this beautiful space that we've become disconnected from as women and it's crazy to say but i mean i felt it my my colleagues my clients we we come out of our bodies and if you think about a time like the time that I was in corporate America I was so disconnected from my womb I was so disconnected from the divine feminine because I was in this heavy patriarchal system of doing and doing and doing that we actually like become disconnected and I was blocking myself honestly for years from conceiving like I wasn't allowing fertility to even be a thing and for my client for some of my clients who are having fertility issues who are having trouble conceiving it's literally because they aren't even in their own body they're not even embracing in their divine feminine so your womb can't create like your womb is not even able to create because your physical energy is just like so detached from it and our wombs are so powerful even if you do not choose to con, like even if you are a woman who does not want to have kids. Your womb is such a beautiful space for you to create joy and pleasure in your life and just abundance and prosperity. The womb is a portal. And when we can connect with that portal, when we can reconnect to our divine feminine energy in our wombs, we can shift and not only create change in our lives, but in the world. Because imagine a world, which is what we're getting into in this next iteration of the new earth, right? Is all of these beautifully healed, aligned, divine feminine energies and women coming back to their bodies because it's safe to do so. It wasn't safe to be a woman before. And some, you know, people are still trying to attack our our femininity, even in this day and age. So let's not forget that. We're not there yet. But the more women who can remember and awaken to that power. We're going to push out like this darkness, these oppressors who keep continuously trying to attack us as women. And it's it's just so beautiful because it's like womb wellness and womb awareness, women's circles, like it's becoming so prevalent now. We're talking about it more. Three years ago, we weren't even talking about the womb as much as we are now. And it's a really beautiful thing to be able to help and support women In remembering the power of the womb and activating the womb and how we work with the womb. And really it's about self-love. It's about that self-care. It's about identifying the wounds. It's about the limiting beliefs. It's about a lot of the shedding and releasing. So it's really important that we as women stand in our power, in our authority. We stand in our wombs and our heart space because that's how the change is created. It starts with women. Women are the creators. We are the birthers. We're the creatrix. So we have all of this abundant magical energy and it's time to like unleash it because this is the world that we're moving into away from like the toxic unhealed versions of patriarchy and masculinity. And, you know, the more as we women, we do the healing work, the more that our external world is shifted, the more the men heal, the more our children heals. And we could just continue passing on that legacy of just love and healing And so it's really powerful for women and to experience women working with the power of their womb to not only conceive, but to also bring about conscious businesses, to be able to manifest their dreams and desires, to create legacies of wealth for the, for their families. So it's, it's just really important. And I'm really passionate about it because when I first, you know, embraced this came over, overcame kind of like my blockages of conception my there was nothing wrong with my physical body but my energetic body was like holding on to such a negative connotation of what the mother role was that i wasn't even allowing myself to even receive a baby at the time so when i was able to kind of like consciously heal that and like amend my wounds to what the role of the mother is i was able to welcome in like one of the most beautiful blessings i've ever experienced and, um, you know, the world needs it right now. The world needs your blessing. The world needs you to be fully healed and conscious because that's the way that we move forward.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. And and thank you for sharing that. And I, I also love that you said too, that even if you're not um, in a space of wanting to be a mother or create, yeah. there's so much around our rooms that we're, you know, maybe not so conscious of and how important it is to Tap into that and to realize that you know the womb essentially really is kind of attached to our heart space yeah. and allows us to create. And I love too that you talked about you know the sacred portal really that is within us and that we are the creators, like you said. And it's like the more we create, especially on a conscious level, the more that we show up in that, you know the more we heal others and the more that we allow others to heal themselves you know and I agree with you I think that really is where we are going I know we're in a lot of darkness right now and Um, I laugh because you know I I I guess from my own spiritual path and awakening I have realized like we're really in that almost like um ego death that many of us go through on an individual level like that's where we are in the collective right now and it's so necessary to truly shed and transform to what you spoke to to be able to go forward like you said in this beautiful new earth, you know, and, and, and and coming and, and know anyone that is watching and listening, you know, you doing the work, as Christine said, of healing yourself, of allowing yourself to step into, you know, who you truly are, remember who you are, is going to shift what is going on outside, even if it doesn't feel like it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all like a pillar of light. We're like, we're like beacons of light where we're located. And, the more that we can up our energetic frequency and our vibration, the more the planet responds, the more that the, the external environment responds. And, you know, we see it in small ways with our own families. So, you know, imagine if all of us came together. Yeah. What we could really create. It's super powerful absolutely so powerful well christine thank you so much for sharing your
0: gifts with us and and just sharing all about you know what you do and a little bit of my reading it was so much fun to get to dive into different parts and everything guys will be of course in the show notes if you want to work with christine if you need you know womb wellness or any type of you know guidance with the akashic records all of it um will be there for you and uh, before i let you go christine tell us where we can find you and follow you um and thank you again so much for being here
1: Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Christine underscore McGlenchey, and also on my website, Christine And I do offer free clarity calls for anyone interested in booking an intuitive guidance session for me or jumping into one of my mentorship programs. And I just love connecting um, with anyone who's feeling called to the work. So for sure, I look forward to being in community. Love
0: it. Well, thank you so much again, guys. Everything will be in the show notes. If you're listening or watching, I hope you know you are not here by any accident. This is divine that you're here getting to tune in and hope this awakened something and activated something within you because we're all being called to really step into who we are, as Christine said, and remember who we are and find our soul family. So thank you so much, everyone. Love, light, and blessings. Thank you, Christine. Thank you.